Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Here we are, Mr. Rowland, Mr. Melvin. Hello, Mr. Smith and Mr. York. How we doing, guys? Here we are at the Smith and Rowland and York Unplugged. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, guys, we're going to talk about, uh, we've been talking about a good bit about food supply. Melvin, you know, uh, Jeff, he has his gardening podcast, and and then you and I have our spiritual gardening, I guess you could say. We're talking about where the world is today, how that our food supply is under, you know, guys, such attack. And not only is it under attack, our food is being diminished. You know, the world, guys, was uh, five years ago. We were almost at a point of feeding the whole world. The world was feeding itself, if you will. Not many hungry people were left in the world. Uh, and I'm not saying you didn't have a little starvation here and there where there was little droughts. But for the most part, the world was being fed up to five years ago. And then we got into uh, these, what we think are biblical times. Of uh, We are now into science messing with the with our seed, with our plants. And we all know that in our governments, and the, uh, because of the economic people trying to erode the economic structure and stability of different countries, they're now using uh, cows and foods as they're demonizing them. And uh, so it looks like that our food now is beginning to get in short supply again. And uh, even to a point of some biblical proportions in different areas of the world. But anyway, Melvin, uh, Jeff, you know, has been enlightening us some in on this, uh, on the food, the structures, how it's being. Uh, Melvin introduced us to the Terminator gene and a lot of these cons, a lot of these things that are going on today. Also to the point now that they're growing meat uh, in labs, Jeff. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's not even they grow. I don't. I mean, that still is above my. I just can't hardly wrap my brain around that. When I say it, I feel like an idiot saying it, but we know that it's true. So, what y'all have any com- comment on that? A commentary. Let me just say this right quick before Melvin gets started, because I know Melvin's got a wealth of information. The one thing that, as a bottom line, to serve as like a framework of understanding, is this this was foretold not just in pages of the scripture but this has been prophesied of even from the dark side we know that the great reset and their agenda has been to control the population and it appears to be obvious to me that through what melvin has already told us and what i know he's going to share the food has been weaponized to the point to control the population so that they can fit everything into the agenda of their economic plans and their world governance plans. And I think that's pretty obvious. And that, that should be the framework that we talk about setting everything in that, in that understanding. Right. Right. Okay. You know, here's the thing about it guys. And it's a bigger picture than what you really think it is. And I've been doing more and more and more in the last few weeks, digging and digging and actually finding out. We're finding out that we've been lied to by the doctors on cholesterols, on the reason we have so many diabetes. And what we've got now is we have not a nation, but a world full of 
adulterated foods. We don't have a pure food anymore. That's why, you know, with our daddy Pete, we continue and continue on to encourage people to grow their own gardens, to grow their own, uh, save their own seeds, grow their vegetables out of your heirloom variety seeds. But if you go to the stores now, you can actually pick them up. And uh, we're going to be doing a segment next week on the numbers that you look on produce when it tells you and what it's going to tell you. If it's an organic, it's going to tell you if it's a GMO. You can tell that by looking at the number of the little sticker on the fruits and vegetables you get, where the origin of the food come from. That's all on there. You just have to know how to read the code. But the main thing is, if you look, we are in a nation now. We're feeding a nation of adulterated foods and if you notice that it creates <laughs> diseases and problems in the human body it's just a known fact i mean there's yeah. no way you can get yeah. around it it's there it's proven okay now you know a lot of people says what do you mean by adulterate well let's take ground beef for something let's talk about meat like we were talking about meats made in these reactors now but you go buy a hamburger hamburger is beef okay they can do be, but how much bone meals in that? How much other plastics, if you'll go on to the yep. FDA's website, is allowed to be put in what you're eating? It's nothing's pure anymore. Nothing's not been manufactured, so to speak. Even if we're doing it with our seeds, we're doing it with what we're adding to it. Pick up a bottle of vegetable. Everybody thinks they're buying vegetable oil. If you look at it, most of it's 100% soybean oil. They will not put soybean oil on plate. They put vegetable oil on it because it's an easier sell. Well, well soybean's a not a vegetable, is it? Is well, soybean soy is, a is a vegetable, yes. Okay. It's also considered a grain, okay? All right. But. Soybean oil, you have to go through and look at the different ways that it's done and if it's cooked at a certain temperature. And all of the problems that people have with consuming soybeans if they're not done in the right way, just like anything else. Mm -hmm. So now nice. we're looking into a whole food system that's been adulterated. That's just what you say. It's been yeah. changed. It's been altered. And mm -hmm. it's not been for the good of the people. Why is the drug companies getting rich? Why is the insurance companies controlling everything? Mm -hmm. These are things you need to ask yourself, but it all comes back to the grocery store. Yeah. Now, do you all see what I'm saying? Do, do you understand? Yes, absolutely. I agree with it. Now, this is not something that Melvin's made up. This is something that you can go on the internet and you can find for yourself. It's there. You can find how much of this plastic, this whatever, off of the, the USDA and the FDA site. It tells you. Exactly how much is allowed in things like ground meat. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting chicken, we're getting fish, we're getting beef, we're getting pork. This made in a reactor from a gene that's took from a cow or a cell. And then they're creating this with other who knows what, because you never do get a straight answer. And they're putting out a piece of fake meat. Mm -hmm. How many times have you been in the grocery store and you say the word that says, artificial you got artificial cheeses you got artificial uh one thing that i like i like the little crab meat that you get to make salads how much of that yeah. you hardly ever see crab meat for sale but it's always artificial crab meat yeah. so that's well, where I... we're at today guys we're at well. that today it's all about power and the almighty dollar it's not about health anymore you're gonna have to take health into your own hands well, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that's part of the uh, personal responsibility 
that we should take is our own uh, health is in our hands. We can't trust anybody else with it. And I go back to, I think this is a ploy and it's set up by governments of the world to serve the world food that does create certain sicknesses and diseases simply because of the pharmaceutical tie-ins with it, as well as their main agenda to control the population. They've done it through abortion. They've done it through the promotion of alternate lifestyles. And now they're doing it through food and food's going to be the biggest weapon. It is. If you'll go back from the 19, from 1963, okay, go back through and look how it's changed, how the government has changed its ways, but also look at what came on the market back in there and the heavy players as far as food came into the grocery store market. If you'll notice, soybeans really became a big one from the 63 on up, okay? If you look at the vaccination rate, it really came on big from 68 up. Okay. We started one thing. We started the food system. We've started putting supply. Now we're starting the vaccination. In other words, what we're doing is we're manufacturing the disease and we're manufacturing the cure, but it's all coming out of the same station. Does that make any sense? Yeah, same, it does, but that's, that's a pretty huge. People. That's a pretty huge accusation there, uh, Melvin. Uh, that's pretty pretty scary. Well, and I'm not blaming soybeans. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, let's look and see how you can adulterate. Soybean can be the greatest thing in the world. I'm just using that as an example. But you can adulterate anything to come up with that. But if the figures are there, guys, it's there. I mean, you know, it's just no way around it that our diseases have came along with the changes in the food. It's just that simple. It's there. Well, it it, it does appear that it follows these altered foods, I guess you could call it, or whatever. Is there any chance that any of these altered foods and things has been for good? I'm sure there's been good in everything. You know, here's the thing about it. I'm not 100% against a genetically modified crop, and here's why I'm not. Okay, there are some good that has came out of that. But again, it's also left the door for the evil side to come in and use it just like the Terminator gene, if you look at it that way. Can you get more? And can we feed that hungry people more? Is it a little less nutritional? It may be. I'm not sure. But again, to a hungry belly, you don't look at that. But it's also allowed for someone now to control the grain, one company, one person, Maybe, I don't know if it even goes back to that, but can control it. And with a terminal gene, we can wipe out a whole crop. There'll be no seed next year. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless you buy it oh, yeah. a certain place. Yeah. Now, the thing about it is, let's go back. How about when you guys went to school? We all went to school. Peanut butter was a thing that was on our lunch list. Everybody eat peanut butter in school, right? Mm-hmm. You're not even allowed to take peanut butter. Well, well we, could, allergies. we couldn't afford it, but. <laughs> and I was going to school, but well, I used to trade a ham we, biscuit for it, and that's the truth. And a bologna sandwich. I mean, we could not afford peanut butter bologna, but we had ham because we raised the hogs. I would trade a ham biscuit for a bologna sandwich, and I've done it many times. Oh my gosh! Well, let me let me yeah, ask you this: in terms that's the truth. of yeah, in terms of what you're talking about, let me ask you how. What is y'all's thoughts on how 
the seed and the food industry, how does that play into the third seal and the rider of the horse that brings famine across the earth? How do you see that tying in in terms of that? Well, first, I'll interject this thought. We like we well, the first thing that comes up to most humans, and when you mention the word famine, is there's been a natural disaster or something about nature has caused the food not to be there. That's the first thing you usually think of in famine. That's a good point. That it's been a natural disaster or something. What we're interjecting the idea now or the thought system is it can either be through natural disaster or it's man-made. So we have this new player on the scene these days to consider a new enemy, if you will. And it's called ourselves. We're our greatest enemy at times. And there's a lot of things. Have you ever seen, uh, and y'all, I'm sure, and our listeners too have experienced this. Have you not seen somebody and you say, well, if they just had this or or if they just had that, I'm just going to go buy it for it and give it to them. And you could do that and the person, and you can give it to them and the person look at you like, well, I don't want that. That's not what I want. So, and my point is this, you can have the idea of somebody needs something, but that's your idea that they need it. But when you deliver it, they don't even, not only do they not need it, they don't want it. So therefore your thinking pattern based on they need something is flawed. It's actually, when you spin it down, so to speak, it comes out to your projecting what you think on somebody else. And that projection in the Bible is called witchcraft. And so now, so what we have is we got the Bill Gates of the world. We got the WHO of the world. We got all of these people saying, this is what you need. So we're going to project upon you what you need. And we're saying we don't want it. Right. And if you can hear what I'm saying. So I believe that the spirit of the Antichrist is a spirit of projection. And it can even be a parasite upon what you think people need. And y'all know as well as I. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know as well as I do. You've heard it said before, you can't. You can help someone, but you can't help anybody that doesn't want help. And the, and, and what that yeah. means is you have to be somewhat invited in. Now, we're all aware of this. And when it comes to spiritual things versus worldly things or things of the world, when you deal with Christianity, it's done by invitation. And when you deal by the world, it's done by projection or a forcing. So what we're experiencing, I think, on the food stuff and the food chain, of the seed, the GM, all of this is being forced upon us. Yeah. And so I, I submit to the conversation that this is a type of, of witchcraft. It's saying, well, this is, you know, the, you know, the uh, Charles Schwab, whatever his name is, is it Charles? He, he you know, he's, you know, he's saying uh, by 2030, uh, you'll own nothing and you'll like it. I yeah. think that's projection. I don't know what y'all think. So yeah. I know that I have to put a spiritual element in there. And that's, that's the dark side. That is a dark side. And that's the reason we talk about control. I think that's a projection of, con- of a control. And so when yeah. we have people's great ideas being projected upon GMOs, and I, I, I understand that it's done under the banner of, well, you'll, you need this. This is for your yeah. good. Yeah. Well, anytime you've got something forced or projected, we've got to consider 
this ain't good. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, that's right. See, you don't. Have, yeah. and that's my point. At the stores today, you don't have that choice any longer. There, you know, okay, there's this little section over there that says we're organic, okay? And that's a very small section, and it's a very high price. But for the average person, for everybody to make everything equal, that used to be when you walked into the grocery store, guys, in our time period <laughs> as children, the food was the same all the way across the board, okay? It was nutritious. Yeah. It was healthy. It was local grown. Milk, for instance, was shipped within the counties. Okay, not shipped across the United States. Things were local. And that was one of the things you knew who were growing your food. You know, everything had that, that standard of integrity, if you'd like to use the word. People yep. that, that did that then had integrity. But now we don't, our children, our children's children don't have that opportunity to walk into a store and not buy anything that's not been genetically modified, that's not been adulterized. Well, can I say this? Word. Uh, you see, you're, you're right, you mentioned, but also you got to consider this, guys. You can go to the organic uh, side of your grocery store, and guy, it doesn't mean it's some of the organic stuff. Let's say it is organic. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put it on my plate. Because unorganic organic doesn't equal pure food. Pure. No, <laughs> it's true. It doesn't. No. <laughs> it doesn't. And so, no. so the only way you can really know what you got is if you grow it yourself. Right, and, and or, just or you buy it from buy it from somebody that's reputable. Yeah, and just like, and I, this is the way I feel, guys. This is the reason I do what I do, and I, I know Alan, you got the same heart, and you too, Jeff. I know that, but I, that's the reason I'm going to say what I say. Just like we're commissioned to take the good news of the gospel out, I think that we're also commissioned to let people know how they've got a better way. I think it's yeah. our duty to share and do what we can. I think that is actually one the gospels that of being a Christian. If I can yeah. use that term, yeah. so to speak, yeah. is I want to share the good news of Christ, but I also I feel like He wants me to share. There's a better way so that you can be healthy and live a good life and be the example. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's just my thoughts. I agree. I, I think I do think that what you're talking about, Alan, with the witchcraft element to this, I do believe. If you follow the, you know, the four horsemen of Revelation, you have the spirit of the Antichrist. You have peace taken from the earth, which war always produces famine. Yeah, and when you right. have a, go a government of the world that is basically building a hierarchy around food. And Melvin, you touched on this, that it could, this all could lead back to one person. Well, we, we believe it is leading back to one person, and we call him the Antichrist. Exactly. But right, right now, it's being manifested through governments of the world that I believe is under the authority of a one-world-type one government, which is the Great Reset. And you mentioned Klaus Schwab. He is the man that has come to the forefront, Alan, and said that the world's population is too high, needs to come down. So the ultimate uh, to this, and I believe it goes into areas like abortion with that policy, 
and social issues like homosexuality and transgender ideology, it, that those those policies brings down the population growth. And the same is true with food. If they inject things into our food that they know is going to create diseases and call out society, they have a twofold way to deal with that. They can funnel more money through the medical world into the system, and they can also control the population of the earth. And I do believe that that is the agenda of the Great Reset, and I think that that could be part of this worldwide famine that the third seal represents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me put in let me put in something here, not to get off your topic here, Jeff. But I got a correction. That guy's name is not Charles Schwab. I don't know why I always say that. It's Klaus. <laughs> Klaus, it's Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Schwab. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah, yeah. It's Klaus. It's Klaus. So I need yeah. to make that correction on this podcast. But that being said, he is the man that is, I think, the perpetrator of this demonic witchcraft, Alan. I believe he is. The, he's the man that is uh, in charge of that. At least that's the policies he's promoting around the world to other governments that seemingly come under his authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me yeah. ask you guys something here. If you're going to control the population, would food not be the, the best way to do it? Absolutely. Even then, if you're going to control it in, in uh, the lack of, or you control it in, if you want to uh, diminish the health of the people, like we were talking about, uh, I'm a firm believer. There's no way COVID spread as quick as it did without it being in the food. I still, I've looked at it. I, you'll never convince me of nothing else. This is my personal opinion so take up what it's worth doesn't make any difference that's what i believe there's no way that you can get things moving around the world that fast unless you do it in a food system and our mm -hmm. food right now if you will look and you can go on amber waves amber waves and it's a usda page and look at the amount of our food that is imported we're exporting out food to be processed and brought back in now that why why why? Why would we even do that? Mm -hmm. There has to be another agenda, guys. I mean, I was born on a Friday, honestly, but not last Friday, not this mm -hmm. Friday. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So absolutely, I still say that a lot of our it's, it's in the, and that's why I keep harping and harping. Know what you eat. Know what you eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the and same thing should be said with the vaccine it's like spiritually. Stuff. Just like spiritually, you need to know what you eat. Yeah, that's right. And and I do believe the same thing can be said for the vaccine stuff. If the push on vaccines, they could very easily inject our food source with whatever they wanted to inject in it and feed it to the public and, and the public would eat it. I mean, I, I do believe that food has been weaponized and that that weaponization process is bigger than what we can what we're really Clued into it at this moment. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Right. Well, I, think I think it's been right. done. This. I think it's been done. And people, I think even corporations may not even know they're doing it in a weapon so much as they're doing it because of profit. Hey, you can add this to it, and this is a byproduct, and you can get by with it, and you make more profit, and blah 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 blah. But somebody knows the real story. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's somebody all. It's all. 
it's all being driven by money. That's for sure. Yeah. And we're can we also that the love of that money, word of God says that's the root of all evil, or it is a root of evil. So we can see that to think that money wouldn't be at the root of this one, I think it would be a far yeah. stretch of anybody's imagination. We know money's driving it, money's what it's about. And you know what we I don't know guys that even in all of our talk when we got that many answers, but we sure do raise a lot of questions. Yeah, that I, well, think, I think that yeah. that needs answers. And we realize there's a lot of questions out there. And I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning things. I think questioning things is how you get the truth. And uh, so we'll continue uh, questioning. And uh, Melvin, listen, we appreciate it, guys, uh, that you and Jeff, you've been on this podcast uh, today. And we've just kind of jumped in there, you know, spur of the moment. I think I gave you guys, it might have been at least 30 seconds lead. I'm on well, this podcast. Yeah, but and, let me uh, tell you, when you're dealing with men like me and Melvin, we can just about yeah. with great intelligence talk about any yeah. stuff. Right <laughs> and, off and, and any that's time. true. And that's the type yeah. of stuff that hits the editor floor. So listen, guys, we do appreciate it, man. And yes, y'all sir. have a good day. You do the y'all same. too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowlandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.